listening to Everybody out there, thank you for joining us right now live on What the Truck. I'm Dooner, here with the uh, sixth member of Wilco. It is Chad Prevost, the man, the myth, the legend. Actually, thank you for that. I'm actually not, though, the uh, sixth member. I am the main dude. You are the main dude. I am Jeff Tweedy. He's my alter ego. The secret's out. You've heard it here first on What the Truck. Chad, you ever see the movie? Over the top. Greatest arm wrestling movie at the same time. <laughs> well, that's saying a lot because, I mean, there are so many arm wrestling movies out there, right? I mean, yeah. it's like a whole genre. Small sample size. <laughs> well, speaking of sample size, I put a poll on Twitter about oh. Over the Top. Oh, nice. Did you know that more than 55% of respondents said they've seen the movie five times or more? So, like, the three respondents saw it a lot of times? Well, <laughs> there was over 18 respondents, <laughs> oh, Chad. Hey, okay. Well, you know... How many um, times have you seen Over the Top? Meet me halfway. <laughs> I've definitely seen it once, I think, in 1986 or whenever it came out. And then I saw a few of those moments where the guys with the beach muscles yeah. and the thing and the, you know, the yeah. thing. No, and like, like a few of those moments. Oh, you you <laughs> yeah. fear me. Yeah, right. I do. We'll have to have a more formal afraid. arm wrestling match in the okay. future. See but David, we got a great show. Speaking of competitions, you have your next, ma- your next match against JP. Earnings over under. Oh, boy. The series is, I believe it's one Zero to one. So this is kind of a technicality rubber match that had to happen. Okay. But this is double or nothing. This is for all the marbles. This is going to be the last one. This is double or nothing. This is the last one. Okay. This is the last one. Why does Siri think I'm talking to her? I'm not Siri. Who else we got? We got well, Seth serious. Yeah. We have five good minutes for Seth's home. We're going to talk about digital brokers. What else? Uh, yeah, well, we've got a storm a-brewing. We're going to find Nick Austin returning with fresh legs from vacation to dial us in on the weather. I'll give you a hint. It uh, has something to do with something that happened in a weather event is about the size of a softball. That's mm. that's a hint. Uh, also, Hail Tim- to the king. <laughs> hey, no, no um, uh, spoiler alerts. Uh, Tim Brownwell... Otherwise known as... Tim Brownell? Wait, that's, I, I didn't write that. Yeah. Well. Tim Brown, otherwise known as T-Bro, he knows what's on the radar with Sonar. Yeah. And we will be hearing from the, the you, readers, the readers yeah. on the comment section yeah. rodeo, ladies and gentlemen. And keep leaving your comments on the feed, too. We love hearing where you're from. You know, we had someone from Ghana on there, a little cowbell wow, from Ghana. a new country. Ghana crazy. All right, let's go right into the headlines. Chad, but you know how we do it around here. First... We gotta pay the bills. Triumph Pay is the leading carrier payment platform in transportation. With over 50,000 carriers paid, Triumph Pay helps to drive capacity, efficiency, and cash flow for brokers and shippers. Visit triumphpay.com to learn more. Big news. Don Dasky steps down as company's restructuring continues. Dasky Incorporated announced today, on August the 15th, 2019, that his founder, chairman of the board, and CEO Don Dasky will retire effective immediately. Dasky will continue to serve as a board member under the role of chairman emeritus. Mm. The largest flatbed, specialized transportation... Sounds very academic. Emeritus, like the Chancellor. Yes, the largest flatbed specialized transportation and logistics company in North America announced that current CEO Chris Easter will act as the interim CEO. Yeah, I mean, today's announcement uh, comes a little more than a week after the company lowered its 
EBITDA forecast by EBITDA. 17% for 2019. They said a weakness in the flatbed market. Shares of DSKE dipped more than 25% on the diminished outlook. Chad, Don was almost nine, almost 80 years old. <laughs> not 90, what? sorry. What You're not that? No, 80. He's almost 80, but do you think we'll still be doing What the Truck when we're 80? Absolutely. Wow. What are we doing next time. week? <laughs> All right, Chad, so from today's pickup, I love that article that we put out. Today's pickup, and it might have something to do with my ADD, but I like that I can just I can just scan it really quick and get yeah. some, some quick information. I love today's pickup. It was fun to do, too, in the day. Back oh, did day. you start that one? I didn't start it, but uh, I did I, I did them for a while. They, were, they yeah. were really fun. Well, this one was about workers are more concerned of people. You took my job than robots taking their job, Chad. Whoa! Yeah. In a surprising twist. Yeah, it was the, it was a study at the Technical University of Munich, otherwise known as Tum to Tum Tum Tum. And Erasmus <laughs> University found that workers are more nervous about being replaced by people than robots. However, in the long run, workers are concerned about the threat of automation and manual jobs. The study explains that it is possible to see sense in such a conflicting perspective because people relate more to other people than they do robots. So they're like, that guy over there is trying to get me. That guy over there and that guy over there is trying to get me. Right. Uh, well, the report did point out the need for skills training, pushing workers to gain new skills yeah. that can keep them in contention, even with the threat of robots around. So um, Amazon. Amazon yeah. did a, they just put a big investment. Remember, we covered that one. They put, what was it, a few hundred million, I think, Yeah. in training workers. You know, I'm like, bring them on. Bring them well, on. Well, no, I mean. Uh, or they were training 100,000 yeah, tra workers. Yeah, tra 700,000 wor workers. Something were, like that. Yes, they are training a lot of people. I'm like, bring on the robots yeah. because hopefully it'll just enhance everybody. Body, yeah. Right. Uh, so also, Dooner, truck drivers generally pan Ooh. proposed revisions to Ooh. hours of service rules. That was a key comment section this too, is... and we're going to get to that in oh, comment section rodeo. Okay. The long-awaited proposed changes to federal HOS, we know what they are, rules for trucking, failed to impress most drivers who spoke with freight waves, while a group representing independent operators praised increased flexibility that extends the workday at least. Mm -hmm. The FMCSA on Wednesday, August 14th, just yesterday, released five proposals intended to ease driving rules for truckers who haul 70% of the nation's freight. Yeah. The agency will accept public comment for 45 days longer than usual before finalizing the new rules. An advanced notice of proposed rulemaking, so if you want to go on the comments mm. on that site, go there, issued in August 2018, drew more than 5,200 comments. Oh, this is the older one. Yeah. Many criticized the 30-minute rest break required during or immediately after eight hours of driving. Mm -hmm. Under the proposal, the break could be satisfied by a driver using on-duty, not mm. driving status, rather than off-duty. Yeah, you know, Alex Casteris, he is a Colorado-based contractor for Landstar Systems, Inc. He said, yeah. the 30-minute break is a joke. We don't need it. Okay. The FMCSA also proposed allowing drivers to pause their ELDs for up to three hours during a workday. That effectively stretches the 14-hour workday to 17 hours, though the allowable time on the wheel remains 11 hours in a 14-hour period. What do you think, Chad? I think it's confusing, and I wouldn't like to be controlled either. Yeah. So if it's not about safety... Let's get some flexibility in there. I'm on the side of the drivers. Okay, but some of the drivers were saying that this is just going to be used by carriers and to make them wait at docks and to, to extend their day that much longer. So some did not like the proposal. Well, let's check out what they say in comment section rodeo. We will. We will. And there's All a great debate time, going on Duner. there. Yeah, so USCR is delaying tariffs on... 
iPhones, laptops from China, some tech goods, cell phones, video game consoles. They won't be subject to these 301 tariffs we heard yeah. Trump threatened about. Those were, those were taking effect on September 1st. It seemed like something was going to happen, too. It took a long time for that USTR notice to go up. I still don't know if it's up there. But Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross is now saying that delaying the tariffs isn't a concession oh. to Beijing. No, no, no. Oh. But instead, it's a reprieve for consumers during the holiday season where we've all been screaming this is a tax on the consumer. Well, it seems like they're listening. <laughs> they think a lot of people are going to be breaking the straps on their pocketbooks. Or wait a second. Wouldn't that be backwards? Because they'd be losing, like, lightning their money. Like, I think, yeah. That, yeah. But either way, about half the tariffs are still going to go into effect. They're still going into effect September 1st. But these ones are going to be moved to December 15th, the one on uh, electronics and consumer goods. What do you make of all that? Strange times indeed. Most peculiar, mama. You know, I, it's like China wasn't even asking for a reprieve. Now, I yeah. know the Wilbur Ross is saying it's not, but everybody's saying that it is. I mean, I don't know who to believe. It seems like, it seems like Trump caved and gave them a reprieve. When we supposedly had the upper hand, and it makes me wonder who really is paying mm, for these tariffs. But did we have the upper hand? You never know. Yeah, I, apparently we didn't. Uh, this trade war, I mean, if you look at freight lines and stuff, this trade war has not been great for freight. But now it's time for five good minutes with Seth Holm of Freight Waves Freight Intel Group. Those guys are always doing great stuff. Let's bring them on in. Show me the data! Come on in. Woo! That was my best Tom Cruise, man. You don't seem impressed. But. Yeah. You're supposed to jump How's on the desk. I was? Yeah, you're breaking the that's, block. I can't. That's a large... In better terms. I do like these new stools. You're a fan of these stools, Seth? Yeah, they're, uh, you know they're not all the booster these? seat. Like the, yeah, you look uh, a little higher up on uh, you do. than us, too. Yeah. We're yeah. little kids. So, Seth, you you're did the, a report. Um, I, you're going to be on Freightways Radio this weekend. We talked at length on that on Sirius XM's Road Dodd Trucking on Channel 146, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time with a replay at, what, 9 o'clock? Yeah, man. And on demand, too, right? Get the app. Yeah. Well, Seth, tell us about this digital freight broker report, baby. Yeah, so we, uh, digital freight brokers are kind of like the hottest growth segment of in trucking right now. So, um, you know, they're growing really fast. They're generating a lot of gross revenue. So what we wanted to do is take a look at you know, their impact on the overall brokerage industry, uh, what kind of margins these guys could generate, um, you know, if they're going to be profitable and uh, how big. We did a lot of valuation work on how, uh, how much we think they could be worth like 10 years down the yeah. road once they get to be big companies. So there's wow. fear. There's a lot of ink spilled and a lot of press put out there about them. But is this a road to ruin for traditional brokers? Is it a pathway to profit for digital brokers? What did your report find out? Uh, so what we did is we kind of looked at a best case scenario. I don't think it's a road to ruin. Yeah. Um, I do think it will be overall a negative for industry margins just because anytime technology comes in right now. So the way we looked at it is right now, uh, the overall brokerage industry is earning like a 15 or a 16% um, net revenue margin. And um, a lot of the digital freight brokers right now are only charging uh, a low single digit number. Uh, Morgan Stanley for estimated for Uber a 1% um, net revenue margin, so charging far less. So uh, when somebody's doing that, we assumed overall that um, the margins for the overall industry would come down from sort of 15 or 16% to about 11% over 10 years. Yeah. And there's two reasons for that. One, one is... Uh, there's going to be a mix shift to digital freight brokers. They're going to take some market share at a lower margin. Yeah. And then we also think that traditional brokers are going to have to lower their prices a little bit to kind of keep them from taking market share. 
Well, okay, you know, we, we talk about like, oh, we talk a lot about Uber and how they're doing and, mm -hmm. you know, well, uh, you know, like, tell, tell us, like, if you have this Intel, Seth, we want to know, is Uber Freight sustainable? I think it's sustainable. It's a very small part of Uber's business. It's other only, bets, right? Yeah, it's included in the other bets segment. Other bets, and other bets is uh is only so if you look at their gross bookings overall, I think it's like fifty or sixty percent rideshare uh, industry, and then it's like about thirty or forty percent Uber Eats. It's literally only about one percent of their bookings. So wow, is but, it okay? Yeah, it's growing extremely fast. So in the fourth oh. quarter. Uh, the other bets segment grew by 175 percent. Is year eats in, year. in other bets too, or no? That's no. separate. There's, uh, it's bigger than that. Yeah, there's. there's I, I think they clarified too. Other bets. So other bets is really mostly just Uber Freight, right? Yeah, it's this. It's got some scooters and the helicopters and the, all the other kind of you know. Yeah. Oh. Is that scooter futuristic game, stuff? Is that scooter game dead on arrival though? They're getting banned all over the place. Right here in Chattanooga, they got banned. We were talking about that last month with Lincoln Duff, right? In Nashville, they were chucking him in the ocean. Yeah, we had a fun... They don't have an ocean in Nashville. Whatever. No. Lakes <laughs> and ponds. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they threw him that far. They went all the way to the ocean. The Tennessee River. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring him into Chattanooga. I'm not giving up the fight, Ken Smith. You heard me here. Yeah. Um, all right, so you brought up rideshare. Does the market prefer, because there's a really interesting graph that was showing the earnings came out for Lyft and for Uber. Yep. And it was showing a, a, a disparity in the, in the earnings and revenue loss. So right. what does the market think of these two companies? What do they make of them? Yeah, I think part of the reason is, so they both IPO'd recently. Um, yeah. Part of the problem is we're in a negative overall market right now, and these guys are losing a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so, but when you look at the actual earnings reports, they were pretty good. Uh, well, Lyft was really good. Lyft beat and raised. So yeah. they, they beat... They uh, had a way smaller than expected loss, and then they got their guidance for the rest of the year was yeah. for, for fewer losses. And they've they've reached their peak loss period. Um, they've not... fallen further from their peak though than than Uber has. Yeah, which is interesting because it seems like the market likes them more. And the financials seem yeah. to favor. Yeah, well, there was a little there was a little uh, side note there. So they announced an early lockup expiration. This is one of these IPO things where usually insiders can't sell for six months, and yeah. so. The stock was actually up like over 10% in the after hours when they announced earnings and it quickly went to like, it briefly went negative because investors don't like that insiders want to get out and sell. But Uber, um, looking at Uber's report, uh, it was actually uh, it was actually good as well. They just didn't raise their guidance. Um, but both of the losses uh, are coming way down. Um, yeah. They're still, like, their adjusted EBITDA margins are still negative 23%. Yeah. Some say EBITDA, some say yeah, EBITDA. Yeah, they were negative 40% last year, so. Yeah. Chat a little bit. Where, where can we find the report? Uh, Sonar subscribers can find it uh, in login and under the light bulb uh, in Sonar in the research section. Uh, and otherwise, uh, JP wrote an article. JP Hampstead wrote an article. Yeah, and, uh, JP coming right up. I'm going to take him on in earnings over under. All right. So yeah. that's where we can find it. Freightways.com. Yeah. Hit that cowbell yeah, for us, Seth Holm. Thank you, Whoa. sir. Oh, okay, right. ladies and gentlemen. It's Mortal Kombat. It's What the Truck Originals. Chad Prevost and JP square off. In their final round. The final <laughs> round ever. It's the final of this earnings season at least. Of earnings over under. Chad, to quote the game, finish him. Here he is. Hey. <laughs> I'm just setting him up. No, se secretly he's cheering for you, believe me. I take no favors. Um, so, should this be a, a coin flip? No, I think I, I could go. 
What? What do you need? Buddy? He wants your cup off the set. Okay. okay. Sure. All right. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Be good now. Thank you. All right, so we're playing earnings over under. You're going first, JP. Oh, yep. lucky guy. You got guy. a weight field advantage. Maersk, you guys are all familiar with them. World's largest container carrier, right? Yep. Did their second quarter, EBITDA, using that word a lot today, increase by 15% over under, JP? They, well, what was the expectation? Well, there's none. I'm just, this is just an increase. You can't buy a increase. This one is no, an no, expectation. No, no, I'm saying, if we're saying that they beat earnings. Oh, yeah. Saying, well, they're, because their earnings are a little bit different. Well, so, so, yeah. so, so the expectation was 15% yeah. growth in EBITDA. Yes. Okay. Over under. They beat. Okay. That's okay. right. Yes, they did. Oh, boom. All right. Well, you're oh, Okay, right. You're both. Oh. AP Muller Maersk, right? They reported a sharp improvement <laughs> in second quarter earnings. In second quarter earnings when compared to the same period last year, despite a relatively small increase in revenue. And say they, again, these trade tensions between oh, US and China have had a limited, but they said that has a limited impact on business. Second quarter revenue of $9.6 billion. But the underlying profit increased from 15 million in the second quarter of 2018 to 134 million in the second quarter of 2018. So that's quite substantial. Yeah, but if you look at their top on revenue, dude, it's 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 like it, if you think trucking companies don't make that much money, yeah, 9.6 billion down to yeah, 30 million. Yeah, well, 134 million. 134. They they only did 15 million in the second quarter of last year. Yeah, right. right so they were they did substantially better in revenue capture. Yeah, and they've been investing a lot in tech. What do you think? I, I think that we're tied. Yeah. yeah. Are you surprised though? Do you think the trade war would have more effect on it? Because they're like, yeah, it, it didn't yes. have that much effect to us. Yes. They, they were just kind of like, hey, you know, it's uh, sort of like um, business as usual. We can totally manage and handle uh, this trade war stuff. Wow. If they can handle that. Then I they just can... think structurally, if you look at like the steamship lines that are yeah. supported by state economy. So China Costco is subsidized by the government. Um, you know, HMM subsidized by the government. Uh, no, which one am I thinking of? Um, whatever, whatever the South Korean one is. Yeah, yeah, HMM. Sure. Um, they're building bigger and bigger ships, more and more capacity. Yeah. It's still, it's yeah. It's I think with it with the alliances, they're trying to get more rational on price. Yeah. And you know, basically have a cartel yeah but it's it's still super hard for um these these companies to make a lot of money i believe it was hmm who i was reading this morning that they were they're putting out twenty three thousand or twenty four thousand teu ships which is interesting because it's a business that struggles constantly with overcapacity but it's like they keep building it's like the jaguars are like you know what we can't fill eighty thousand. we need one hundred twenty thousand seats in the stadium yeah yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> ltl carrier yrc I believe they used it's to be like called, an aging heavy metal band or uh, something yeah Although, like that, that's, that all comes back. That's a little cyclical. Maybe like the cycle of freight. Like Maybe if you build it, they will come. All right, this segment will go on forever. Let's move on to LTL Carrier YRC. I believe they used to be called Yellow Paper. $0.24 cents earnings per share, Chet. I'm going to say that they did not perform up to expectations. I'm going under. Under, all right. under, under as well. Oh, this guy's all right. to be all right, all right. You're neutralizing the question. So it's going to be best two out of three when we're done with this one because you're both right. It was under and it was way the hell under. It was negative 71 cents. <laughs> the, the financial and operating results were not good, but not unexpected. Operating revenue at YRC fell 3.2% to $800.8 million, while operating income dropped 40.3% to $16 million. And 
To make matters worse, they removed Sirius XM from the cabs of their trucks. So now they can't listen to Road Dog Trucking and get all this ah. great information. They can still stream what the truck, though, right? Maybe they knew that we were going to be yeah, talking can, about yeah. them. Maybe they did. They're like, we don't want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uber, guys. Uber. Uber. <laughs> did they lose negative $3.33 JP earnings per share? They lost more than that. Yeah. So, under. Okay. I'm going to say under as well. Cheers. I don't think he's right. wrong there. Oh, man. So you've only got two left. So you might want to have some diversity to answer after this one. But yes, it was under also. They lost $4.17. $4.72. The company lost $5.2 billion. The results of Ouch. Uber Freight, a digital freight matching marketplace that we were talking about with Seth. Uh, they rolled through the company's other bets division. Other bets revenue increased, though, 175%, right? So year-over-year, yeah. year, $195 million with gross bookings coming in at $182 million, 153% higher. So, But other bets at the same time, they lost, what, $122 million. So what do you think? We asked Seth if that was sustainable. Uh, n well, no. Um, <laughs> but, like, they have a lot of cash in the bank. Uh, yeah. The I think over $3 billion of the loss was uh, due to one-time IPO expenses. Essentially, them uh, they gave $300 million worth of stock and stuff to their drivers, yeah. things like that. Um, Uber Freight had been stuck on top-line revenue. It hadn't grown for like three quarters, so it sounds like they're plowing money and trying to capture market share at the same time, again, as we've seen a really soft market. So it was probably a... Uh, they had to bid very, quite aggressively, I would say. Yeah. We're starting to get TMS integration. We heard their Mercury Gate, for example, has added them too. So yeah, yeah. that could help. Yep, yep. Build it and they will come. They've got some news coming out on uh, Monday, actually, that is embargoed. But you guys can read about it on Monday. All right, guys. Ooh, teaser. I'm going to give you a little background on this one because not everyone may be familiar is unless it, they're over in China. It's my term. Okay. JD.com, and if you don't know JD.com, Inc., also known uh, as Jingdong and formerly called 360 Buy, they're a Chinese e-commerce company oh yes. headquartered in Beijing. It's one of two massive B2C online mm. retailers in China by transaction volume yeah. and revenue, a member of the Fortune Global 500, and a major competitor to Alibaba run, what is that, Tmall, yeah, right? So they are no Alibaba. That's a lot of lead-in for earnings per share of five cents. Earnings over under five, five cents. cents. I think Mark, wait, wait, well, that's not turn? very much. Yes, turn? it is. Uh, I am going to roll the dice and say over. All right, over. Yeah, over as well. Come on, man! Right. Right. You're going to save it for responses. the last question to just diversify. Is that correct? You're or? giving yourself a fifty-fifty chance by going in the last one, right? You yeah. can't match them. You have to pick different answers on the next one. So this means, well, too, that JP gets to decide the fate of the game. So your answer actually <laughs> decides the fate of it the game. It's all part of the plan, Chad. They were over. They were. I mean, this is this is the battle of the immortals right here. So there are 23 cents. That marks three quarters in a row that they've beat consensus. Um, during the oh. annual 618 shopping festival. I don't know if you guys bought anything during that. <laughs> in June, they saw merch sales grow by 27%. Wow. Yeah, so interesting, okay. really. Strong better for us. Uh, like, uh, it sounds like Amazon Prime Day kind of. It kind of, yeah. It's like a fake holiday in the middle of this. <laughs> they, they put it like a fake holiday in the middle of like a slow season. Yeah. To just juice their numbers. I wonder if 618 is like June 18th. They said it was in June. I don't know enough about 618. Chicken soup for the soul entertainment. I know that both of you guys are big fans what? of this one. Earnings per share. I didn't Wait, even know this what, existed. What is it? Chicken soup for the soul entertainment. 
They are an entertainment company that apparently makes program based on that book for the for the uh, digital on demand network Crackle. That book sold a lot of copies. Crackle, and you can also watch it uh, exclusively on uh, you know those little order monitors they have at the table at the bar at Chili's. Yeah, that they sounds play a lot. horrible. Yeah. I don't know. It's on Crackle. <laughs> crackle. Okay. All right. So was it uh, earnings per share? Was it negative 11 cents? I'm going to say... I'm going to say under. All right. That's, that's a gamble. All right. That's a gamble, as you know, Chad. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. He wins. Oh, oh, he wins. That's the response. He wins. It doesn't he matter. He doesn't win on a technicality. He won. He won. That's the rules. That's the rules. This isn't an outrage. Negative 20 cents, their total revenue is 12.2 million with a net loss of 5.9 million. All right. Well, congratulations. Chicken soup for the soul in a chili's. Just that right there just made me want to sell the company. So I I figured it out. I mean, not the chili's thing. But it is on Crackle Plus. Uh, okay. All right. Plus. Production Thanks, is uh, look out for the chasing, Thank you. chasing them away. I tell you what, I don't know. Man. I thought we played a pretty competitive what game. What a tempest. There. That was a tempest and a tea kettle, as they say. And speaking of tempest <laughs> and a tea kettle. Time for the fast paid forecast. Oh. So both things lost to get over here, but he's Please just flying back in from Philadelphia. Yeah, that's even right. you're from there, that's your, uh, your hometown, isn't well, it? both of you. Yeah, I grew up in the Burbs. You're like invincible, yeah. like Marky Mark. Let's hear your Philadelphia accent. I don't have one. You, I really don't. Like, you really neutralized it. Oh, I've lived you're, in the... We were talking about that yeah. earlier today. I've lived in the South for so long. Is it because you're from the suburbs uh, and you were that's raised part on of the it. TV? Oh. No one in my family really had what people think of as like the typical yeah. Northern Philly accent. Well, can so. you copy? Can you imitate it? Or are you familiar with it? Not, as, not really. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of used guys. I mean, that's... Oh, okay. you know, Geno's that kind of or... Or Pat's. Yeah. I haven't been to either of them in so long, but right, uh, I, I think they're they're each good in their own way. Let's put it that way. Wow, How about we talk about something you know about, Nick? Let's talk about the weather, buddy. For <laughs> cheesesteak lovers, but there are a lot of other places up there that are yeah. even better than those two. So right. anyway, what about this? Well, tell us about the yeah. thing that is that that was yeah. bigger than my fist. Yeah, I know. I thought you were going to bring a grapefruit with you. Bigger in here. than softballs are the same size. I should well, have. Yeah. Tell us about that. I mean, that was really the the kind of wacky weather thing this week a couple yeah. days ago there have been severe storms every day out in the plains and yeah. in the Rockies. so monster yeah. record hail though so call in colorado and this spoiler this little town about 150 miles southeast of denver they had huge hailstones that yeah. were uh about the same size as an average size grapefruit i mean these things were huge you know more than four yeah. and a half inches in diameter well, that would be like is that like an average size grapefruit is that is that yeah, is, is that so. like about, as big as a soft cantaloupe a so- no, I think grapefruit's it. slightly bigger than a softball. See, this is why Dean carries Maybe a the little fruit. Bit, yeah. Because then you have the actual representation. Next time I want you to bring fruit if you're going to use that as an example. I should. Yeah. Yes. It would have been a good visual. Really I know. Cool. So, but a hailstorm like same. that, how much does that weigh? Uh, the hail. Shoot. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't did, check, did Describe but... the damage and the, the length of time that these were falling. What does it feel like what, when it strikes you? Were people getting pelted <laughs> by these? I, was, I didn't hear of any injuries from this hail, but I imagine right. it would hurt immensely to get hit by a yeah. hailstone that so big. Let's <laughs> imagine that your car sitting out there gets hit by this hail. Yeah. What yeah. like what does an insurance company do? Like you know, like that. Like, do they just like are they covering all of this action in this area? Act to God, right? It, it, it should it should be covered. Oh. I mean, you should just be able to pay your deductible, and then yeah, and then the insurance should cover the rest, depending on what how much. And as we learned, right, don't, don't pull yeah. under a bridge. 
right? Don't if there's hail like that, you don't pull under the bridge because I, people can't see and they'll crash into you. Well, that's I thought, possible. I the, thought you just said during it was it was during a hailstorm. Well, well, during oh. a tornado for sure. Oh, oh it was during a tornado. tornado. All right. Really, I'm, just never pull under. Yeah. When right. in doubt, don't pull under the <laughs> okay. overpass. But is this hail still going on? Is this something truckers have carriers would be concerned about? Um, yes, I mean there'll be more oh. storms probably near that area today. More severe storms. Oh, okay. But, but that so drive safe, right? Be safe out there. Be safe out there. And that that was a record uh, largest hailstone on record for the state of Colorado now. Wow. Yeah. So but is it, when it's a stone, stuff. it melts, Do they come right? bigger than that? Melt. What is the hell made out of? It's ice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's 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 ice that collects up at the top of. A thunderstorm. But, yes. Yeah, but you said that it's the biggest for Colorado, so it's bigger somewhere else. Yes. Oh yeah. There, yeah. There have been hailstones. I can't remember. Wow. It might have been Kansas. I think the record for the U.S. might have been Kansas, somewhere else in, else in the plains. I think it was more than. Five, All right, what about five typhoon like Kima? Uh, yeah. So eastern China got slammed. Yeah. This was last Saturday. Um, but you know they're they're still cleaning up from this. There's a lot of flooding. About a million people were evacuated. Yeah, uh, uh, all together, and you know, airports, for all intents and purposes, closing. I yeah, mean, just okay. canceled flights everywhere, which probably delayed some air cargo. Um, certainly, a lot any of, repercussions going on now though from this? Um, just a lot of cleaning up, and yeah. and a lot of a lot of agriculture and farmland destroyed too. A lot right. of so 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 that. Well, that, Nick, let's move to something that affects. That's going to be something that's going to take a while. Too. <laughs> this I know. is the back hall edition, and we are headed towards the weekend. The weekend. The weekend right. So tell us what is going to be happening in this weekend. Yeah. The weekend there will be more guess. Guess what's going to be happening in the plains again? Guess what? It's right, in the middle, right in the middle of the country. It's going to be Flo hot. Flooding. Flooding. It will hail? be pretty warm. Flooding. Probably some flooding, severe storms, yeah. probably more large hail, maybe yeah. a few isolated tornadoes. Well, hail. And uh, maybe right. some flooding down in parts of the deep south, too. So I'll have to watch okay. out along I 10. So, so yeah. pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. There's going to be. Gonna be, hot, be flooding. Yeah. Flooding. There'll, be a lot of, there'll be a lot of heat everywhere. Any too, disruption yeah. to worry right. about this weekend? Not major disruptions, but minor delays for weekend truckers out there, you know, especially down south and out in the plains, just because there'll be heavy rain here and there, there'll be low visibility, and, you know, so here and there, it's just, there's going to be trouble spots. All right, man. Yeah. Here, All right, from man. here okay. to there. Make, little bang, man, we got to send you home. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Ladies Thank you, sir. And fast pace forecast, yeah. Stone Cold Nick Austin. Nick Austin. All right, nice job. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen. We got to find out what's on the radar, right? Hey, bro, welcome. Zero, man. How you doing? You, you're a little, uh, you look a little different than on the night shift. Actually, you look exactly the same. Just yeah. kind of. You were on the night shift Sunday. last night. Yes, I was. You had an Olympic level performance. Weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> what an Olympian. He's uh, on all kinds of media here. You know, uh, T-Bro, you are bringing us what is happening from our intel of all of our hundreds of indices on sonar. What should we be looking out for here, especially as we head into mm. the weekend? Well, volumes are up um, higher than they were last year. So far, going into oh, August. Oh, wow. Year yeah. over year, volumes are higher? Yeah, so far. Wow. In this month? In the month this of week? August. In the month, in the of, month August. of August. Really, really about July 26th, 27th. Eventually, had to catch over. up, right? Because like, yeah. consumer buying was still up. Employment was up. All the economic indicators that's, that's were like, still there, but freight was in that recession. Yeah. Now, so it's starting to dip back down, but it's still, okay. still above. Right. So could it be an anomaly? We just only time will tell. But we will know before anybody, 24-hour data. Ladies yeah. And yeah. Yes. <laughs> Near real time, ladies some real time. So where, if you're the, if you're a carrier right now, where do you want to be driving around? Where do you want to be pulling freight? 
Uh, Southern Cal obviously has a big push right now. Yeah. Um, really, Reefer in the Midwest is picking up a lot right now, too. So definitely look on uh, Savannah, Memphis, Atlanta, kind of your usual suspects, Chicago. So why is, why, is, why is Reefer doing so well right now? Is it like poultry? Is it like keeping things cold? In poultry in motion. Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> that, that area of the country, man. It's super hot out there, as most people know, right? Yeah. So Reefer's, Reefer's booming, man. And I think people are going to start bulking up for retail season here pretty soon as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to work for a fish, a, a perishable fish company in, in, in Boston. There was like two Reefer carriers to choose from, too. So it's not like your regular market thing where you can go out and there's 20, 100 different guys to choose from. You had like one or two, and if you got like mad at one, or your it wasn't a preferred carrier for one, you had to go with the other, and it was just it, it's it's tougher. So they can control the rates a little bit more, right? Correct. Yeah. What else is there? So what about the shippers? What do they want? Where do they want to send their freight? Where, what's a good place for them? Where, where should they open their warehouse right now? Right now? Yeah. Oh man, that's a great question. Um, Memphis, DC, Memphis, Memphis, Atlanta, Savannah. Yeah, those are real hot markets right now. Yeah. Man. Shippers are seeing a little bit of a delay. There's a weird situation going on in Southern Cal right now with the, yeah. the cross-border uh, patrol. Okay. There's, uh, it's taken about like five hours to inspect I trucks. I saw for, an article quick, on that. Why, why is there the big backup? I'm not sure. I just know that the, you know, we've got about 2,000, I believe, uh, northbound loads going into uh, yeah. from, from Baja Cali into San Diego. Okay, so, so so volumes are a little bit up year over year, and I remember last year they were starting to trend down. This was about the time of year they started to trend down. Yeah, it, it, last so. year, the year of the capacity crunch. This year, the year of the capacity, for lack of a better word, sag or lag. So are tender rejections up at all? Are there is there any are rates in any way? What's Sonar telling us about that? Yeah, uh, tender rejections are almost at an all-time low, man. There's just yeah. so much so much downward pressure so on, much on rates okay. right now. Yeah, so we're hoping that picks back up, right? We all want to see a, a better economy. So it's nice that there's an uptick in rates, though, even though those rejections are down. Correct. How about length of haul, though? I know it's one of the new index is in Sonar, the Aloha, the average length of haul. But time is money for drivers, and when, you know, old-fashioned ways, you would look at a lane and you would go, okay, what pays me the most on rate? But as I was looking in Sonar today... For example, they had a bunch of examples of lanes in this exercise we were doing, and um, LA to Seattle looked great going there. It was like 282, but coming back was awful. It was like 92 cents a mile. What what's what are some good lanes that, that pair out that give you the, the the amount of time and the rate and are looking good that are bring all the symmetry together? Going to head haul to head haul markets. Yeah. I think anything in that 500 kind of mileish range is really good right now, man. Yeah. I think unless you're in one of those, you know, North Dakotas where 1,300 miles is kind of the average, you know, length of haul wow. just to get out of there, right? Yeah. yeah. So you really don't want to stick around. Northeast is a little smaller. It's kind of a weird cyclone once you get in that northeastern corner, right? So. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Timmy, tell people a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. So I got my start in brokerage. Uh, grunt, man. Track and tracing. Nice. Yeah, I made ten, With who? 10 bucks an hour. Uh, it was a company out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Wow. Yeah, and it was... I thought uh, I detected an accident. Yeah, that's, where, so, that's where you're from, right? That's where I'm from. That's where I got my start. Um, of course, I, my family was full of truckers. Um, Saints fan? Yes. Still a Saints fan? Breeze fan? Or? Always. Okay. Always a, always a Breeze fan. Hard, like, hard uh, not to be yeah, a Breeze fan. Yeah, Breeze yeah. is a good dude, man. Quincy Carter. <laughs> was he with the Quincy Carter, not the Cowboys? Right. How do you remember that guy? Quincy Carter. Oh, right. uh, so, yeah, um, brokerage is, is my expertise, my background. That's where I got my start. I uh, moved yeah. to Chattanooga. I uh, got in at Riverside Transport. Uh, that's kind of where I got my, 
really started realizing um, the kind of money you can make from yeah. brokerage, right? Kind of bounced around you a little can? bit. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew that. Not uh, anymore. No doubt, man. And ended up at Freight Waves. Met some good people here. Yeah. Or met some good people before started working here. How long have you been here with us? April 2nd, 2018. So yeah, that's like, like that's like yeah, ancient for us. We're yeah, it really is rapidly growing. <laughs> He's an old I just want to stay around. I just want to hang around, man. Yeah, make some make some good money. Give some good insights. That's what we're here for. Right? Yeah, how do people reach out to you? They want to learn more about Sonar. They want to find out about the night shift and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. So you can request the demo on the Sonar tab yeah. on the FreightWaves.com. You can reach out to me directly via email, tbrownell at FreightWaves.com, and um, cell phone four two three five four 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 seven one six. Nice. All right. Uh, well, well uh, you, you want to hang out and read some comments with us? We love to. We love to have the comments section. Oh, rodeo, a little bit. Hear yes, back man. from the people. I know you guys love reading the comments on the night shift. We love seeing them here on our own show. These are comments from our own site, from some of our most popular and heated stories. It's a little thing that we like to call. Woo! Throw the whip. Yeah. All right, man. So this is an article on hours of service rule changes. Oh, yes. Dallas Wright. Wait, wasn't he on a tight end? <laughs> Dallas Wright. He writes, I started no, no, driving. Danny White. Danny White. No, no they're Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark. Oh. But this is Dallas Wright. I started driving in 1994. Back then, a lot of drivers were running two or three logbooks because of companies forcing drivers to run unsafe. Now this report shows truck crashes at highest levels in 30 years in 2017, and they are blaming fatigue? How about train these new drivers better? They're getting way more arrests than we ever did back then. Oh, yeah. this is like get off my lawn kind of a thing. The drivers are today are a joke. They play on their <laughs> phones while driving. A lot of them can't even speak or read. Maybe instead of constantly changing the rules, you should be looking at quality drivers today. So he thinks the training's not up to par. And, and just like anybody else when they get older, like our generation was better. Well, and, and maybe give them a few methamphetamines so they can just keep on rolling down oh. the road. Ooh, right. Fired. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, hey, this is what Jonathan Henson has to say about the same article. Mm. Get rid of the 11, drive, and just do 14 hours. 14 hours, that's it. Drive for 14. Cover a lot of ground when you're at a customer for four hours. Okay. You still have 10 hours to drive instead. Get rid of the 30-minute break. Keep the 70-hour and 34-hour restart. Did you follow all that? What do you think? What do you think of that? That that was a mouthful right there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they should get rid of the 30-minute break? No. No? No. Because they need a break? I think Even I if think people don't think they need a break, they need a break. Even if they don't think they need it, you know, I think just a little bit of sleep, or as bad as that sounds, yeah. it, it helps a long way, man. Because yeah. the last thing you want to do is be dozing off, nodding off on the road. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I want to hear from James, right? James, yeah. No last name. James, anything did not change, just more time for you to sit at a shipper and wait. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so now basically you can run the clock for 17 instead of 14 hours. And he just thinks that three hours is going to be spent sitting, sitting more. at a dock. Yeah. Yeah. Shippers are going to take their time. And, but, know, like, shipping on the dock of the yeah. bay. But wouldn't you have had a wait anyway? So now you at least have, like, three more. I don't know. Well, I mean, one of the, it's, right. it's hard yeah. to make everybody happy, I guess, with all these changes. Very true. There's yeah. going to be no Abraham right, Lincoln right. said something like that. Something like that. Okay. From the article, Overcapacity in the Freight Recession of 2019, 
This is David Wilde. This is going to take a while to read. Wow. Not for me. Okay. Rates are in the tank for a huge number of reasons, and he's going to list them all. One of the biggest factors is idiots taking below minimum rates or pennies on the dollar or underbidding just to get the pennies on the dollar. Huge companies, it doesn't hurt so bad. They get giant discounts on everything because of volume. Small independents are getting slammed because we do not move the volume. Can't get better rates, and brokers are just being... A, censored, not to mention the manufacturers and shippers are not lowering item costs to the consumer. They're actually making even more of a profit by holding the industry hostage and demanding lower rates for BS excuses, self-driving trucks, ELDs, taxes, surcharges, road use, tolls, fuel, maintenance, repairs, insurance, truck payments. None of these, none of these, or can even be covered by one mile, a dollar a mile or less. I was told by a broker at TQL that a load I inquired about was going for 77 cents in a mile, and I better get used to it. Well, I'm not. I've even been brokers laugh at me on the phone when I ask for a decent living rate. They hang up. This S is real. If we don't come together and put a stop to this, a lot of us won't be around come the end of the year. And yes, I know some of you are happy about less competition. It will bite you in the A in the long run. Good luck. God bless. Wow, that was intense. He was mad. Yeah, he was mad. He was mad. He was mad. fired That was like a condensation of like every comment on... Rate per mile masters. Like where they're always complaining about rates and people taking low rates. It's a constant... Complain. You know what I'd want you to say, though? You're a sonar expert, right? Correct. What is the problem with just looking at rates? Rates can go up for a number of different reasons. Yeah. Capacity, uh, fuel surcharges, accessorials, teams, uh, you know, equipment type, things of that nature, right? Yeah. What we show is true tender rejections that actually lead those rates. Yeah. 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 And tender we rejections, show... though, are not, they, they don't necessarily correlate to increase in rates. Not per se, but we actually lead. We're showing current market conditions here. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's taking all this in consideration. Including okay. time. Time. Including, lead times. including wait times. Yes, wait time. Per including headhaul. Deadhaul. Marvin says this about the same article. <clears throat> Carriers are cutting costs as fast as they can to try to make up for the lower rates we are seeing. It seems to me they are turning to more technology solutions to do so, like better, cheaper ELDs, keep trucking anyone, and dumping the older, more expensive providers. They're also getting rid of the older TMS systems and moving to something like Ascends TMS. It's free for the small guys. And moving driver recruiting and management to things like driver driver reach rather than advertising traditionally and processing driver applications mm. manually. These lower rates are pushing the carriers, especially the smaller carrier, to become more efficient and more tech friendly, yeah. which is good for everyone over the long term. No, he's right. He's right. I agree with that. I mean, you're making more That's... efficient processes. You're leveraging tech. And I think that in an mm. asset-based business like trucking, anywhere that you can squeeze blood from that stone and you can make things more efficient and not just look at the rate because right. a lot of times the rate can lead you into a market where you're going to be sitting at a dock all day you're going to have your truck out of service for a day or two where you could have taken a little bit less because it's not always about the rate gone to a different market already been back with a load to pull and you would have made twice three times as much as the guy who's just sitting there <laughs> thinking he got a great deal because he got 282 a mile Sure. It's about that second and third leg, right? Yeah. Not, not just the first one. You try to map it out down the road, and that's what we, we're able to show. Food yeah. for thought. All right, T-Bar, take us out. We got one. Uh, this read is from Gas Stations Dry Up in Portugal amidst a dry, uh, trucker strike. Portugal. All right. I like that place. Portugal All the these main. truckers want is more money, right? Yeah. It does not take a genius to find ways to increase their income enormously ethically. Stop allowing yourselves to follow the primitive mentalities. There is a better way, a more powerful way. More intelligent way to obtain what you desire without leading to chaos. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
And, and I can show you how, in my humble opinion. Wow, he was, can take power. you to the mountain, T-Bro. You, you sound like a guru, or he sounds like a, he like sounded, a guru. Yeah, it was all caps. It was all... He can show us. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I wish we had contact information for him. It's like one of those things where it's like, I've made, you know, like one of those investment pitches, like when you bought that thing from that guy, where it's like, I've made 200 million doing my thing, now like just read my book. Like if you're making that much profit, like is, wouldn't there be like a better right. use of your time to expand those profits than sell a sucker like me a book? Or is it because you're making $20 yeah. each time I buy the yeah. book? Yeah. T-Bro, bang the cowbell. Thank you for joining Beautiful. us today, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you, T-Bro, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> it is time to... All good things must come yeah. to an end. And the week is coming to an end. Yeah. And this is our backhaul edition of What the Truck. But tell me when Monday's show is going to be. Yeah. Oh, so this is kind of cool. Yeah. We are moving to 2.30 Eastern Standard Time yeah. for our regularly scheduled broadcast of yeah. our podcast yeah uh so that stays so for our head hall edition on monday stay tuned for that and yeah. then tell them about what is happening for the thursday back hall yeah. edition well and there Next might be week. other ones there might be pop-up podcasts because the rest of the week okay. i'm going to be at gats with kyle cunningham from great the american Shift. trucking show he was on on the show at the beginning of the week we're gonna be at the great american trucking show we're going to be taking a camera with us we're going to be live streaming both what the truck and the night shift from there the times are TB determined because there's a lot of guests, there's a lot of scheduling, we still gotta figure that out. So keep an eye on your notifications. And you know what you gotta do? What? Because we're on LinkedIn, because we're on YouTube, because we're on Twitter, and because we're on Facebook, pick the one you like, follow us there, follow us on all of them, you'll get a notification just like you did if you're following us on LinkedIn, and we have one of these pop-up shows at Gats, live from the floor of Gats. Just click right on it, you can start watching us immediately. How cool is technology? Look, for that, so cool! We're gonna be at McLeod after that in yeah. Denver, oh, yeah. Colorado, Rocky Mountain High. I'm away for a week. So you can find this show. So Freightways Radio is a weekend show. Seth Holm was on here. I'll be on there with John Kingston. He was at his own conference. He was at the ACT Research Conference. He's gonna come back with a bunch of interviews in there. Seth Holm will be on. That's on Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Channel 146, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Get the replay at 9 and download the app so you can hear it. On demand. We've also got other Adam Blankenship from Blue Grace Logistics. He was on Freight Waves Insiders this week. I did a deep dive with him, talking a lot about ecom and the role that 3PLs play in that. Freight Alkinds, new one this week. Doing it with my boy Charlie Big Money Da Honey on college football gear. He wrote a great oh, article man. about that. College football season is starting. I know a lot of people are hyped, including this big helmet here. Chad, what do you got going yeah, on? Yeah, Big Money Da Honey is is something else. He's yeah. something, he's you got to check that one out. Yeah. Well, you can find this show and all of our, uh, you know, all of these things at freightwaves.com mm-hmm. backslash podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. I think you've heard that a time or two. And next week, again, we'll be live at 2.30 Eastern Time. Yeah. So fire up the rig. All what right. What you got Chad? You don't bring a little cowbell over the weekend. You don't bring a little cowbell for what the truck. <laughs> bring a little cowbell for grapefruit-sized hail. Yeah! Grapefruit-sized hail! Hey, and for football! <laughs> yeah! You've been listening to What the Truck! Kids, I think we're...
Nice. 